Today we're going deep on what I call the weakless identity and what it means for your self-care when you truly understand that thing you call self. Let's go. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we are weakless. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode number 13. And today we are going to get a bit philosophical. And I got to admit, some of this stuff gets a little bit nebulous and ambiguous. But try to stay with me because over the course of my career, I've found that this is a really, really important subject and a really important thing for people to understand. If they're going to be able to do things like ignore their history and ignore those inner voices that try to tell them what they are and aren't capable of, and really own that growth mindset that we've talked about before that is so important for long-term success with really great self-care and, well, being weakless in general and all the ways that that improves the quality of a life. Last week, we talked about the petulant child exercise and the way you can talk to your inner voice. And one of the things that I mentioned was that we are not our thoughts, And I said we were going to expand on that, and I just kind of bumped all that to the top of the list. And this is actually going to be a two-part series, I think. But we need to start by asking that question that philosophers and the Buddhists and the Stoics and lots of people smarter than me for lots of years, actually thousands of years now, have been asking, and that is, what is the self? And it all seems really obvious until you start to look deeper because most of us would just say, well, myself is me. I'm myself. Okay, but what is that? And I'm not going to go all the way down this pathway because it gets crazy and our minds will all be bending. We'll be able to tilt our heads to the side and dump our brains out our ears. But when we think about the self, we have to think about permanence. So actually, the first step is what isn't me is obvious. Like I know that I am not this microphone that I'm talking into right now because it is completely separate from me. But beyond that, myself also has to have some form of permanence. So this is where people make a lot of mistakes because these things work in the semantics. You might say like a client of mine, I am a lawyer. And are you, are you actually a lawyer or are you someone who practices law? Because if you lost your job today, would you cease to exist? Would you vanish? No, of course not. When lawyers retire, they don't just disappear off the face of the earth. And especially perfectionists will say things like, well, I'm not a perfect mom. And are you even a mom? Like that works in the semantics, but technically you aren't a mom. You're someone who is mothering children because God forbid something happens to your children today. You don't vanish. You don't disappear. So what we come to at the end of all of this is that what we think of as ourselves are often a whole bunch of memories of things that we do and have been doing and probably will continue to do. So you can't even say something like, I am compassionate. I'm a compassionate person. Because what you really mean is I'm somebody who has up to this point been acting with compassion on a regular basis. But I do have the right to stop being compassionate today. I could say I will never be compassionate again and I will act without compassion in every interaction. I hope to God nobody does that. But if you did, again, you wouldn't cease to exist. 
So things like, I'm an introvert. Those aren't identity statements. They mean that you act in introverted ways. Because we could put a gun to the head of somebody you care about and say that this person gets it if you ever act in an introverted way again. You need to go out and be totally gregarious from here forward, and you could make that decision and just go do it, and you don't vanish. So you are not an introvert, technically. And again, these things work in the semantics. We don't need to change the way we talk to each other. But we do need to understand that what we think we are is usually just about what we do. So why is that important? Well, because once we realize that what we think we are is actually what we do, we realize that our thoughts are not us. Everything becomes malleable. Our history stops mattering. So we can't say things like, I'm just going to quit again because I've always quit in the past. That doesn't make any sense. That would be like saying everything that I've done in the past dictates what I will do in the future and I've lost all control. I don't have any choice. I am a human being, a self who quits. And that's completely outside my control. And now, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's really no point in starting to try to take care of yourself again because you will quit. You don't have a choice. But of course, that's all fallacy. That's completely wrong. The things that you have done in the past don't dictate what you will do in the future. And since you are not your thoughts, you can control your thoughts. That's the only thing that you will ever have 100% control over. And it does take a lot of practice. But even when you feel like you don't have control, you do. You're still making choices. And when you realize that, you get to do whatever you want. So it really facilitates that growth mindset and makes it so that you make peace with the fact that you were always in control. You take full blame for that. And you go, I was always in control, but that's great news because I'm in control now. I get to do whatever I want. And that's also what allows us to talk to ourselves as if our thoughts are, you know, our inner voice is a separate entity like we talked about last week. You can suddenly start having these conversations with yourself almost as if you have multiple personalities and it becomes really helpful because you're arguing back against these long-held beliefs and these long-held myelinated pathways that jump in and try to tell you how things are going to unfold or what you can and can't do or what's important. And very importantly, what you're afraid of, what you think you're too weak to handle, you can take all of that and throw it out the window. And you just become this big, malleable thing that you can change. Now, going back to the self thing, unless you intend to get really deep into the philosophy, and some of you might, some of you might want to nerd out on this stuff. I certainly have. But unless you intend to do that, try not to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out what you are. Well, if I'm not my thoughts, what am I? That's the stuff that philosophers have been arguing over forever. And it's never really been that crucial to my growth to know what I am. What's most important is that I know what I'm not. I am not my body. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not any of the memories of things that I've done. I am basically the observer of all of that. And again, I don't want to go any deeper down that path because it just gets so philosophical and so muddled. It would be like, you know, Socrates sitting here arguing with Plato. So we don't really need to do that, but you do need to know two big important things. The first one being that you're not your thoughts. The second one being that you're not your body. And we will talk about that one in part two, but not being your thoughts and not being any of the labels that you put on yourself 
That right there is the path to becoming truly weakless. And the reason for that is that when we conflate what we are with what we do, we limit ourselves. Like I said, we lose control. I have been doing a bunch of things and therefore that's what I am. No, that's just incorrect. That'll never make sense logically. So if you really want to be able to go out there and make massive changes and the changes that we've been suggesting in this podcast are 90% psychological changes in our attempt to become weakless and look discomfort in the face and laugh, we have to not immediately conjure up everything that we've done in the past and go, but that's not me. This is the person that I am. We have to look back at those things and go, well, those are the things that I was doing. I can do anything I want. That's not me. If it was me, it would be unchangeable. But when it's just what I do, I can do anything. So for example, people will look at some of the challenges that I put forward in the weekless challenge. Some of the things like avoiding snacks, for example, is one that people have a really hard time with. And they will think to themselves, I don't know if I can do that. And all they're thinking about is everything that they've already done. Well, I snack every day and usually around this time I eat this thing and then I, I, I feel like this if I don't snack and usually I want to snack when I get home from work because I've had a hard day and they're just going over a whole list of stuff that they've done. Can you not eat snacks? Well, of course you can. Of course you can. Let's say that we told you the very next time you have a single snack, somebody you love is going to drop dead. Well, you'd never eat another snack again. And of course, you would continue to exist and you'd actually end up healthier, but it wouldn't kill you. Nothing would happen. So how is it useful to go into what you think you are in this situation? I am a person who needs snacks because of all the times that I normally eat snacks and all of the times that I've eaten snacks in the past and then felt better because my metabolic flexibility sucks. You probably don't actually say that one because you don't really understand it necessarily, but maybe you do. Sorry if I'm judging you, but uh, you start diving into your history and your track records, your patterns, your streaks, and you start to pretend that the things that you're thinking about doing are just going to be too hard because of something that you are. And it's all just stuff that you do. It's just things that you do, not what you are. Really spend some time on this. If you go out into your world today and you think hard about how you live your life, you are going to realize that all of it is just doing. None of it is being. Another way that this is really important is if you're a self-deprecator, you might look in the mirror and say, I'm a fat person. No, you're not. You're a person who has extra body fat right now. You're not a fat person. If your fat is you, if it's part of your identity, you really, really need to not lose it because when you do, you're going to die. It's over. I mean, you lost you. You're gone. So that's as ridiculous as saying, I am my fingernails or I am my hair. You can't associate these things with your identity. And this is a really deep subject in my membership, Diligent Mind Self-Care. We've done multiple podcasts on it. And it's a subject that just always comes back up because it's sort of another one of the keys to who makes it and who doesn't. That person who can truly reach that growth mindset is somebody who has disassociated all of this stuff with their identity and they're outdoing things. And that's what I want for you. I want you to actually be weakless and associating everything with your identity is weak. 
Down the road in a future episode, we'll probably get into self-assessment and what that means for identity. But next week, we're going to dig into the subject of you not being your body a little bit more. But for this week, I really want you to spend some time thinking about your actions and your thoughts versus your identity. How many of those things do you associate with you? If you want to be weakless, if you want to be powerful, that's going to mean for the rest of your life, coming across things that are difficult, looking at those things and going, that's hard. And oftentimes being able to say, right on, bring it on. I love that it's hard. I, I actually want to do hard things. Other times it's going to be, that's hard and I can handle it. But either way, that path is made far more difficult. If you think what you're trying to change in all of this is who you are. This is not about who you are. None of it. Nothing that we're ever going to talk about in this podcast will ever be about who you are. It will never be about yourself or that thing that you call I. All of these things are about what you do. Yes, a large portion of those are about what you think. And that's why it's so important that you realize that you also are not your thoughts. As I think I mentioned last time, sometimes in meditation, you can shut your thoughts off for a few seconds. Probably not longer than that. But if someone were watching you, you're not flickering in and out of existence. Because your thoughts are a product of one of your organs. They're a product of your brain. You don't say, I am insulin because your pancreas makes insulin. So why would you say, I am my thoughts? Just because your brain is going to be thinking things all day long while you're awake. And usually those things are going to come from those myelinated pathways, those practiced pathways in your brain. And they do start to feel like identity if you don't intervene. So I'm asking you today, please intervene. Please understand that you are one giant blank slate. And that's all you've ever been. Your patterns do not dictate anything moving forward. Like I said, you can't be weakless and also think that you are everything that you do and think. Spend some time with this one, please. And as usual, if you want to dive into all of this weakless stuff on a deeper level, you can get the Discomfort Zone Workshop at the link in the show notes. And uh, otherwise, like I said, spend some time with this one. Give it some real thought. You need to understand that blank slate concept. You need to understand all of this. You are not your thoughts. You are not your actions. Those things are all malleable. They're all changeable. Being weakless and a growth mindset and amazing self-care are at the end of that path. Dig in there, give it some real thought, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.